Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Holotakes Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Eric Guerrero, aka Salsa Plug. Today, we have a special video for you. This video, we're going to be breaking down on the Western Conference team and then followed by the Eastern Conference team in another video. So make sure to subscribe so you catch both videos. Eric, before we get started, is there anything you want to say? Nothing, man. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right, Western Conference. So the first up, we got the Utah Jazz. How are we feeling about the Utah Jazz this year? That's a really good question. Um, I don't think Eric Pascal is going to move the needle for them too much. So <laughs> I don't really, uh, you know, I, I think that a large reason why they were they were the number one seed last season was because the West was particularly weak. The Lakers right. were injured for like half the season. You know, the Clippers were battling injuries. Um, you know, Portland would kind of took a while to get it together as well. Uh, yeah. So I, th- I think that for that reason, that that's you know that's largely why the Jazz found themselves so high. I do not think they'll come anywhere close to the number one seed. Uh, I don't know where do you where do you see them? I mean, the thing is like you gotta you gotta put the respect on their team, man. Like they still have Rudy, they still have Donovan Mitchell. Mike Conley's showing he could do some stuff. Jordan Clarkson was six man last year. Uh, I think with Rudy Gay's experience, uh, Bogdanovich kind of takes over games sometimes, like when they really need him to. I still have them as a contender, man. Like, they, they were healthy last year. I believe they were healthy last year, right? Yeah, they were the number one seed. And then... Well, it was... Uh, the only the only question mark was Donovan Mitchell, right? He was battling right. that ankle injury. I think he right. rushed himself back for the playoffs, and then he re-aggravated it during the playoffs. But, yeah, I don't... Even if you had a fully healthy Donovan Mitchell, it didn't look like it was going to make much of a difference. Yeah. I think... I think it, it's one of those things where, like, you can really debate about this team. Uh, I'm down to put them in contender, and then... Maybe we'll revisit, revisit, and see if they get knocked down to playoff locks instead. So you're okay yeah, with for for now, pretty much contender. Sure. If if we're revisiting later, then yeah, I can I can. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. we're definitely gonna have to revisit because like if we don't, we might just end up with eight teams that are contenders, which I guess in a way makes sense, but I don't think that's very realistic. You know what? Why, why don't we just throw them in playoff blocks? Just and then okay. maybe we can revisit to throw them into contenders. How about that? Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, let's set them to playoff lock. All right, so next up, right. we got the Denver Nuggets. Ooh. Bro, I really like this team, but I just don't think they have it to really go that far. Like, they're like a Utah Jazz to me. Because at the end of the day, like, you have that Jamal Murray and Jokic combo. Though I like Denver more than Utah as a team, I think when Jamal Murray just takes over and, like, with even, like, Jokic, when he takes over games... I think they're a really good duo because Gobert can't really do a lot of what Jokic does. So for me, they're still a playoff lock. I don't have them in contender yet until they get like a really good third option, which is Michael Porter Jr., who I just forgot about, which I'm a little ashamed of. But uh, yeah, no, I have them as contender, actually. They're like borderline contender for me because I just don't know if their experience takes them all the way. What do you think? Um, man, you know what? Jamal Murray is really going to be the the definitive factor here. He's the X factor, Depending yeah. on how he comes back, that's really going to determine whether they're a contender, a playoff lock, or you know, kind of like a lower playoff lock. Um, right. I, you know, they, they were the three seed last season. I, you know, I, I again, the West was very weak last season. You know, then again, the Clippers are going to be without Kawhi, so they're going to be. You know, the West isn't really going to change that much. I, I would still yeah. have them as a playoff lock and not as a contender. I don't think that they're going to be contending um, in the West particularly. 
um, over over the teams that I believe are going to make a push. So yeah, yeah I, for me personally, I think I'd have them as a playoff lock just because I believe that uh, there are already two or maybe three contenders that are legitimate contenders, and I just don't think that they're in the same tier as as a Jazz or a Nuggets. Okay. Yeah. Playoff lock sounds good to me. I'm gonna set them there. They just, right. I just don't think that they have the, the, the pieces for it, right? Like, they've got Jokic, they've got MPJ, and they've got Murray, right? That's definitely, they've definitely got a chance at contending. But how great is that chance? How great do you think that chance is? Right. Outside of that, they're kind of screwed. Like, I mean, I like Compazzo as a backup guard. Like, he's shown the ability to, like, play make quite a bit and shoot those open threes. But I just don't think that, like, that's enough in case Murray gets injured. Because he is coming off a pretty bad injury. And, you know, we can't expect him to be, like this crazy player that he was last year. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. And I, I mean, and he's I think, still... And I, sorry, yeah, go, on. go ahead. I, and I think that we're kind of lucky. Um, I, like, another dimension of it is that I don't have too much faith in in um, in Michael Malone. I, I really don't. I, 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 you know, did we really see a lot of adjustment from him? I think that they were lucky to have beaten the Blazers in seven. Uh, you know, there were a lot of a lot of last minute mistakes that came from CJ and and you know the the rest of the Portland team while Dame was yeah. trying his I was jumping up and down with my mother in the living room watching Dame put on an absolute clinic. Bro, that and, was some you know, insane performance. Yeah, and and that was one of the best playoff performances of all time. And they still did not come. You know, they, they, somehow the Nuggets were able to squeak by, even without Murray. So. You know, I, I think that they were lucky to do that. I, I don't believe that they're going to do that again. So, personally, I'm not very high on the Nuggets. So, I think playoff lock is a comfortable position for them. Well, yeah, how do you feel so about Mike Malone before we move on? The thing is, I think with the team like the Nuggets, like, because they were such a young team before they started popping off, like, the season before last year, I think Mike Malone is like, I, I agree with you. Like, he's hitting his ceiling. Like, he's a really good coach, like, to put it like a developing team. But to get them over the hump to the other level, like another tier, you need better coach. Like a coach with a different He's like mindset. the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer of basketball yeah. coaching. Like I really like, I really like him as a coach though. Like his players believe in him. He's very empowering towards his players. But I just don't think he's capable of winning a championship with this roster. They're going to need a better coach. But yeah. you never know, man. Sometimes some teams get hot and they just go on this crazy run. So... We'll see, but I, I agree. I like them in the playoff lock position for now. So the next team we got is the Portland Trailblazers. Now this is a tough one, because is Dame staying? I believe he's staying, right? Didn't he resign? Or well, I don't know if he line? resigned, but but his his contract is already long enough. I think he's still got four years or something left on his contract, okay. so he doesn't need to extend or resign. But yeah, he he put out an Instagram post, I believe, yesterday or the day before. That's what I was said, talking about. Know, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, where he said essentially announced that he's staying. So uh, you know, hopefully he finds his sanity at some point soon for the yeah. you know for the league's benefit <laughs> because right now that's just a very terrible decision. I think that right. I've got them as a playoff lock. Maybe, I have them as a playoff you know, lock as well. I wouldn't argue against playing. Honestly, <laughs> this is this is a little bit embarrassing, but I actually had them coming out of the West last year. I <laughs> why would I that be embarrassing? You know, well, I don't know because you know I didn't think that's a good you know, take. When the Lakers came, when LeBron and AD came back, they didn't look great, right? And yeah. um, you know they put that stretch to, stretch together toward the end of the season. But you know I did not have them beating the Warriors uh, in yeah. the play, and I, I was extremely low on the Lakers. I had them as a first or second round exit. Um, I think it was a second round exit. I had them getting past the Suns. Anyways, <laughs> the point is that you know I, I don't I didn't have a lot of faith in the Lakers. 
but I did have a lot of faith in Portland. I don't think that they've gotten any better this season at all. Um, yeah, that's the issue. They re-signed Norman Powell, which is good, but you know, um, I'm not sure if they've made the necessary improvements to to make it over the hump. I mean, even even as a playoff lock, they're a first or second round exit in my book. Like, yeah, I think so too. The only thing is like. The biggest question mark is their new coaching staff, right? Like, is Chauncey really going to get them over the hump? Because Portland's been a great team in the playoffs for the last, like, what, four or five years. But they just can't get over the hump when they face, like, a title contending team. Um, I think it would be a disservice to them to put them in play. So, yeah, playoff lock it is. But I just don't think they have enough to be a contender right now, which is, like, really tough to say because you have one of the best players in the world and you have two other top-level scorers in CJ and Norman Powell, I just don't think that they can figure it out. So hopefully the co- new coaching staff is able to like figure out some schemes that really help this team out because I want to see Dame win, man. Like I think he deserves it. Well, a lot of pl- players deserve it, but I think Dame is like... like he's. I think this is what the last year. Like If he doesn't get the ring this year, like he's going to have to start thinking about his future. Yeah, absolutely. And look, just lastly... Remember what Dame said in his post-match press conference? He said, look, they were missing Jamal Murray, and we still couldn't even beat them. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly the point, right? And and now Jamal Murray is going to be back by playoff time. <laughs> yeah. You know, if he comes back even half the player that he was, the, Bla- the Blazers don't stand a chance. They don't I mean, stand hey, a single chance. Hey, like, if you get the big three of the Blazers, whether it's CJ, Dame, and Norm, or CJ, Dame, and Nurkic versus Jokic, Murray, and MPJ, I'm taking the Nuggets. I'm sorry. Yeah, this I'm is a more well-balanced team. I'm taking the Jazz and the Nuggets over them. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think we're good to have uh, Portland there. So the next team we got is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know what to say about this team, bro. Like, to me, I have them in the lottery because um, I have them finishing either, like, 10, 11, or 12 in the West. But obviously, like, if they finish 10 or 9... Or even 10, they get into the play-in. So it's between lottery and play-in to me because I just don't know like what the franchise is going towards. Like, Are they going to keep D'Lo and pair him up with Cat still and have Anthony Edwards still shine? Like, Is that the big three that they're going with? Or are they trying to move D'Lo, maybe even offload Cat and just hand the keys off to Anthony Edwards and be like, yo, take the franchise over? I have no clue what this team is doing. So right now, I have to be the lottery. Me, personally, I don't think I'd have them in lottery. I'd think I'd have them, you know, if, if we're going for a hot take, I think I might even have them as a playoff lock. No um, way. Yeah, if you want to pull up their... Yeah, yeah honestly, I, I think that... Did they make any coaching changes? I don't remember if they if they have a new coach. Oh, they've got they've got Finch. They've got Finch. They, they got Chris Finch, and yeah. Raptors like, legend Chris Finch. And he's a great coach, right? Like they, they, he's they a great had coach. They, they went without D'Angelo Russell for the longest period of time. Another yeah. reason that they didn't w- do well was because they were missing Patrick Beverly. Uh, sorry, they were missing defense, which Patrick Beverly allows Brings. them uh, to kind of you know break pa- break through that ceiling a little bit more. So yeah. you know they're going to be a better defensive team, hopefully with Patrick Beverly. Uh, Anthony Edwards is going to be a year older. D'Lo is going to be healthy, hopefully. And there's yeah. also that you know they've got a decent supporting cast as well. They added Torian Prince from the Cavs. You know they've got they've got He's the solid. roster definitely. To definitely make the playoffs you know cat uh, should be able to take another lead you know he was that was his first season kind of you know mm. getting over the fact that he lost his mother that was definitely right. difficult so i think this this i would not be surprised at all if you see a really really good stretch 
for them and, and that they make the playoffs. I, I would actually have them as a as a as probably as a playoff lock. That's, I don't that's, know if they're a playoff be... lock though. I could see them making the playoffs, but I don't know if they're a playoff lock because they could finish within the. Because even if you are like a seventh seed, which should be a playoff lock, you're in the play-in, right? So they could finish between the seventh and ten, seven, eight, nine, or ten. I like I like this team actually. Now that I go back at it, like if you have if you're considering Patrick Beverly, Mike, uh, Malik Beasley, uh, McDaniel's Cat, D'Lo, and Ant as like your six players, that's your core. I think that's a pretty good team. But again, they're in the Western Conference, so we don't know how that's going to go. So I think I'm comfortable with putting them in play-in. I'm not sure about a playoff lock Let's yet. do play-in. Play-in? Let's do play-in, yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think showing that's, think enough that's... respect. I think that's showing enough respect to, like, this Timberwolves right. team. Like, if, if there's any Timberwolves fans so. watching, like, yo, we're already giving you a lot of respect as a Raptors fan after what Ant did to our Utah Watanabe. So... This is the most love you're gonna get from us. <laughs> that was brutal. That was brutal. Bro. Yeah, no. Why don't we why don't we uh take a kind of quick break and, and go straight to contenders so that it's a little bit easier when when it comes to the more niche teams that are kind of borderline playoff locks and play in. Yeah. We kind of know how many teams are ahead of them to be okay, able to make yeah. that decision. Yeah, yeah. We can break the cycle of going through the division. So let's go straight into contenders. Well, I mean, first thing that comes to our head is Lakers. <laughs> Like, you know they're going to contend with yep. that old-ass team that they have this year. So, Lakers are contending. Yep. Give me your thoughts on the Lakers. Oh, boy. Okay, so I think the Lakers are definitely going to be in the top three. In my opinion, they're going to come. They're going to be the second seed in the West. <clears throat> um, you know, I think that the addition of Russell Westbrook is going to be obviously the, the X factor, just like Jamal Murray will be for, for the Nuggets. But the obvious problem here is... Where the hell is the spacing? You know, they literally it's a they're a two three zone away from from not being able to to contend with with any you know with any good team in the playoffs. Like, I see the Bucks blowing them out of the water. I see Philly blowing them out of the water. I, I you know I wasn't you know then you factor in the injury concerns as well. You know, Russell Westbrook was struggling with injury. Uh, LeBron was struggling with injury. AD was struggling the most with injury out of the three of them. You know, their best shooter on that team is Malik Monk for God's sake. That's a problem. So, you know, they've really got no spacing on that team, and I don't think that that's a narrative or a rumor or, or you know, this kind of thing, you know, this, this you know, negative propaganda. I think that's just the cold, hard truth. That, you know, a 2-3 zone and, and what what's going to happen? You know, like, what who are they who yeah. are they going to rely on to come up with shot creation? LeBron's going to be a year older. AD's going to be struggling to stay healthy, as will LeBron. And, you know, you've got that same kind of problem where Russell Westbrook is – is he going to be able to channel his energy in the right way for the you know for for the first time? Because we see him playing his best basketball when he's not on another when when he's not on a team with another superstar, right? It worked with Beal because he was still able to be that guy. But in Houston, he wasn't able to be that guy. In LA, he's not going to be able to be that guy. So, can we see Westbrook? You know, finally, kind of registering mentally. Look, I got to take a step back. I don't think we can. You know, from what I know about Westbrook, it's like he's that dude that if you get in his face and you piss him off, he's going to be pulling up from three in the clutch down ten. It, just because you pissed him off, yeah. he's going to try to he, – he, yeah. screw the team, he's going to try his best. Look, there are going to be a lot of maybe Wizards fans and just Russ fans in general that say, look, that's BS. You know, he's he's proven time and time again that he's able to put himself over the team, and that's true. But in times where it really matters, especially in the play-in, you know, against – what was it, against the Celtics, I believe – 
Yeah. They weren't, they weren't, you know, you know, Russell Westbrook was just being Russell Westbrook. And that's what it means to be Russell Westbrook. They're always just, you know, that kind of hot head, I'm going to do whatever I want. And that is not what, you know, the spacing is an issue. The injury concerns are another issue. But that Russell Westbrook mentality thing is yet another issue that remains to be seen. So, you know, based on pure talent, I've got them in the top three. I've got them as a two seed, but I don't see them, you know, being a successful team. I don't see them getting past the, you know, maybe second, second round. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, for me, like, I have a... Uh, the, the way I look at this roster is very confusing, man. Like, like let me go top to bottom. Like, you have a bunch of guys that are the year 18, 17, 17, 18, 13, 12. Like, this is a really veteran team, which is great if you want to build, like, a championship roster. Guys know their roles. They're not going to bicker over, like, who should take the last shot. Everyone knows. Everyone knows their reason behind why they got, you know, uh, recruited to this team. But there's no longevity to this. Like, half of these guys, like, 70% of these guys are going to be gone next season if they don't win a championship. You know, like, it's, it's it, it just reminds me of that uh, Cavs roster where LeBron had Wade, D. Rose, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and all those people. You just had a bunch of, like, vets and players that were good, like, five, six years before that. But th- this roster is confusing to me. Does it have a lot of star power? Yes. Like, is this going to be narrative-wise, like, like really cool to see this team win yes like you know Melo finally getting a ring and playing with lebron deandre jordan ring chasing like crazy ad getting a second ring uh kent Bazemore getting a ring like it's it just i don't know this this team's kind of weird to me i don't know how they're gonna function but i really agree uh i agree with you when you say that they're gonna be a top three team i think they're gonna be a top four team like they're only gonna come alive when the player when the playoffs come through but during the regular season, there's going to be a lot of resting, a lot of guys injured, missing time, etc., etc. You're probably going to see Mac McClung start at one point, bro. I'm not even kidding with you. Like, you're probably going to see Mac, Mac McClung start. Like, I'm not really being serious, yeah. but you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, you can never count like a, LeBron out. Yeah, go on. Just as a last point, I think that the trading for Russell Westbrook, sorry to be bashing this trade so much, but I think everybody with a basketball brain said, you had the option to get Buddy Heald or Russell Westbrook, and you decided to get Russell Westbrook? Like, what What? what do you think this is? Do you think this is like like, like some kind of like movie where, where you know, like like a Avengers Civil War, where you just want to amass the, the biggest names and just hope that that works well, that that's the way you're gonna beat the Nets? Like, no, that's not how basketball works, man. Your issue with shot creation, you know, is particularly because LeBron can't be the shot creator that he was the first half of last season, which I think was arguably the best LeBron that we've ever seen, at least the yeah. best LeBron since Miami, Bron. I mean, yeah. he was just pulling up from the logo, giving you the elbow shot. He was giving you the fadeaway. LeBron was if, – if that was LeBron his whole career, the first half of last season, yeah. I would comfortably say LeBron is the best player of all time, genuinely. That's, that's how I feel. But mm. he can't. So you needed to ease that shot creation burden off of him. Right, their defense—you know—they don't look like a great defensive team, but somehow they turned out to be. Uh, were they the best defense in the West? If I if I remember correctly, I, I don't were, recall. At least to be top five. They were at least top five from from what I remember. I could be wrong, but that's what I remember. And if that's the case, you know, you, you've got defense, you've got shot creation when you need it, but you know, you you need kind of that extra support. So. When you've got Buddy Heald or Russell Westbrook on the table, why on earth would you go for Russell Westbrook? He doesn't address any of your needs. You had playmaking. You have playmaking from LeBron. You have rebounding because you've got a bunch of giants, especially with the addition of DeAndre Jordan now. 
So what and and Dwight Howard. So what on earth did you need Russell Westbrook for? What attributes does he bring to the I, table that I you think, did not already have? I think the only thing I can say in regards to that is just like maybe LeBron wants to play off ball a little bit more. And maybe like have those double teams come his way and just like free up Russ to just run to the rim. Maybe Russ and LeBron run some pick and rolls, which is gonna be really weird. But yeah, I, I don't know how this team's gonna play, especially with Frank Vogel coaching them, so I, I I don't know, but it's one of those things where it's like we have to put them back contender because you can never count out LeBron James. There's and too much talent. There's just too much talent on this team. Alright, next up. Yeah. Their stepsisters down the street, the Los Angeles Clippers. How we feel about the Clippers? Yeah. Now, disclaimer I... to anybody that's listening to this, I am not the biggest Clipper fan. But today we will be very, very non-biased, if that makes sense. We'll be, we'll be just yeah. subjective to how the Clippers are built. So let's look at their roster. They got Bledsoe. I really like who they drafted, Keon Johnson and Brandon Boston Jr. I know you are a big fan of that as well. They still have Serge, yep. Paul George, Cousins. Um, every uh, the question on Kawhi's health is like is probably the biggest thing because we don't know what's gonna happen with that. But yeah, man, uh, go for it. Like, what do you think? I have them as a contender, um, but yeah, you have them as a contender. Yeah, I was a contender. Oh man. I've got them as I think a a playoff lock. Okay. Maybe playing, uh, just because I don't think that the West have great like like several great. You know what? No, I'm gonna put them playing. Playing. Put them playing personally. Playing. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put them playing. You're disrespectful. I, think, I, think I thought I was being disrespectful. No, I think that they'll come in maybe like the seventh seed. I think that they'll be like a like a lock at the seventh seed. I think there will be a huge gap between seven seed and eight, nine, ten. Um, no and way. I think that they'll have. Yeah, you know, I think Terrence Mann will not be able to fill in Kawhi's shoes, right? He won't, but he'll do a pretty good job. Like, he's not, you know, some random bum that's being called up from the bench. He showed in the playoffs that he's got a lot to him. He's got shot creation. He's got finishing ability. He can shoot from range. He can defend, uh, you know, to, 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 a, to a decent degree. You get something out of Brandon Boston Jr. and Keon Johnson, and wow, 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 wow. I think the Clippers had – I had them as, I think, a – the fifth best drafting team in my view. I think I had them. Um, if yeah, I remember correctly, there, yeah. I, maybe not. Yeah, I thought that those acquisitions were great, especially because I don't believe they owned either of those picks. If I if I remember correctly, I don't know about Keon Johnson, but I know for a fact that they did not own the pick that got them Brandon Boston Jr. That was a last minute trade. Yeah, so, it's a trade. They um, also have Jason Preston. You know, we forgot about Jason Preston. He's a really good backup right. guard. He was good in college. Right. So I think they've got a lot of talent there. I think Paul George is going to thrive being that guy. But um, yeah. you know, I think we saw the best season we possibly could have from Paul George last season, and you know, especially in the regular season. And it still didn't really turn out to be good enough in in the games that counted. And that was yeah. when he had Kawhi. So personally, I, I think that you know they're going to be a very very strong team. I think that they'll be really good in the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be better than the Lakers in the playoffs. Personally, <laughs> I genuinely I genuinely believe. But that you have them as a play. I think they should be a play. I have them lock. as a play. Because well, you know, maybe we can we can consider them a playoff lock. But me personally, like I think that there's too much too many talented teams in the West um, that are better than than the Clippers. Personally, because hmm. I guess like. No, I, I don't disagree that much because I just think that like a team as experienced as the Clippers 
with you know Paul George being your number one option, I just don't see them being playing teams. Especially like you have PG, you have Eric Bledsoe, you got Serge Ibaka. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I I see what you're saying. Like they have. Now that I'm looking at the roster, like they yeah, have a bunch of guys. You have Eric Bledsoe. You know what? I see what you're saying. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I'm looking at Paul George, right? Because the thing, the thing is with the Clippers, they're very top heavy. Like they have a really good number one or two option. With Kawhi out, you have all the pressure on Paul George, and you just have a bunch of guys who would be like role players on other teams. Like, yeah, Serge would be a starter, but he's not a top level starter. You'll have Cousins is pretty much washed at this point. But sorry to Cousins fans, I still like Boogie. Um, aside from that, everyone is just serviceable, but no one really is really like a strong second or third option. So I can see that, especially with Paul George, if he gets any injuries this season, hopefully he doesn't because we don't want to see anybody go down. But yeah, I could see playing, but I'll still try. I don't know. There could be a seven seed fighting for the play- playoff spot. So yeah, just you know what? Risk- play in. Yeah, just to kind of respond to what you were saying there, like, um, you know, when Kawhi was out, PG would take over. When PG was out, Kawhi could take over. Now, that's not the case. So when load management time comes around, because, you know, Paul George probably still feels something in his shoulder. He had some some other issues as well last season. When when that comes around, there's there's who's who's going to be your your first option? Reggie Jackson. Right. Right? Right. So that's going to be can Ibaka stay healthy? Is he going to come back the same guy? So, you know, there are a lot of question marks about that team. And again, it's really not so much about whether the Clippers are a good team, because they are, even without Kawhi, because I'm a big fan of Reggie Jackson, big fan of Terrence Mann, and a big fan of Ty Lue. But uh, it's just about the fact that there are just so many other teams that are better than them in the West right now. And I think we should get to that. Yeah. Okay. And And I see it, because especially with, like, our contenders in the playoff locks, there's only two more spots really available. So... Exactly. Yeah, let's go to the next team. I, the next team, I, let's do, easily for me, a contender is the Phoenix Suns. Right. Yes, agreed. Uh, contender easily. Went to the finals. Like, they're only going to come out uh, stronger next season because they got a taste of what it's like. Uh, let's see who they added this season to their roster. So, Phoenix Suns. Uh, yeah, give me your thoughts on the Phoenix Suns. I know that they made a trade. They, they added, um, you know, which I thought was an interesting move. But they added um, Landry Shamit, I believe, from the Nets. That was a they really good pickup. First, they their, also have JaVel McGee. Yeah, one bro. of their picks. For, Having JaVel McGee's pretty And they big got JaVel McGee from the Nuggets, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they added because who did they have? They had some absolute bum coming on when DeAndre Aiden was out. I don't remember his name. Um, uh, maybe he was like best. borderline out of the league. <laughs> he was like borderline out of the league. I think he was some um, foreign player. Uh, I, name he's off the roster right now. now. He's he, off the roster now. So, yeah. Well, he was he was getting cooked like you know pretty much any time that he was on. So I think that yeah. they absolutely needed another player. Like, does Javale McGee do the job? I don't know, but I think he can definitely do a better job. I'd rather have Javale McGee coming off the bench than than the player that they had. So yeah, you know, I think that would pick up. I think extra perimeter shooting with Landry Shamit. I think that's it's good fantastic. because it gives them some more depth. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Jay Crowder's going to be a year older. Chris Paul's going to be a year older. So for me, they're kind of like borderline. Um, they're kind of like borderline contenders because the reason why I'd still have them as contenders is even though those guys are still going to be a year older, so is Devin Booker, so is Cam right. Johnson, so right. is Mikal Bridges, right? So And so is Aiden. So I think that they're going to have a really good season. I think they'll probably be, for me, I, I'd personally have them, I think, as the, as the three seed. 
three seed. Yeah, I think that's pretty solid to say, to be honest. And so far, having the Lakers and the uh, Phoenix Suns as contenders looks pretty good to me. Uh, despite yeah. where they finish in the standings, like as long as they're playoff lock, like they'll be they'll be contenders moving forward. So the next yeah, I, team, I think you've been wanting is... to talk. Yeah, go ahead. Go on. So just the last thing I wanted to say is my only question is where are they going to find that kind of like that defensive stopper? Um, can JaVale McGee be that guy? It's going to be kind of like up in the air, but you know, we saw Giannis absolutely. Yeah. In the post, we saw Giannis absolutely cook them. Who are they, who are they going to put on LeBron? Who are they going to put on Anthony Davis? You know, the, the big question mark for the Phoenix Suns this season is defense and how are they able to, to defend, you know, the, the main guys. Um, right. Again, I think that you can hit them with a zone. <laughs> really, really, we're just talking about the Lakers here. Um, I think you can hit them with the zone and be pretty happy with that, especially with the way that um, Monty Williams is going to have them defending. I think they'll be okay yeah. because you know LeBron and AD they ain't no Giannis. They're not as dominant as Giannis. I'm sorry. They're, it's just, yeah, it's that's just that's the, the only so, thing. Like, they don't have that now. strong. They don't have that strong defender. Like Jay Crowder is their best defend, like defense against someone like Giannis. Like, Mikel Bridges is, yep. like, 210 pounds. If he was, like, 10, 15 pounds bigger, then maybe I could see him kind of keep up. But then again, Giannis is, like, an anomaly, bro. Like, to stop him, you need a Kawhi Leonard. And that's something, like, that's that we already know what that's like. So, yeah, moving. Let's move, let's move on. The next team we got is the Golden State Warriors. Oh, this is going to be juicy. I'm going to let you take For this me, one away. Contender. contender. For me, contender, and they are my, they are my one seed. I've got the Warriors no as the one seed. I've got them. No cap. I've got them as the best team in the West. I've got them making the finals next year. Yes. So, so you think that Clay Thompson is just going to be Clay Thompson as when he gets back? The same old Clay Thompson. Absolutely. People were still asking the same questions about Kevin Durant, and he came back just fine. You know, you can also say, yeah, but Kevin Durant didn't. You know, imagine if Kevin Durant was about to come back and then he had another injury, right? Like, yeah. which I understand. You know, ACL and then Achilles. I, I get that, but. You know, yeah. I, I think that Clay Thompson's gonna. I saw some some footage of him shooting in the off season. I know it's not the same, obviously, shooting in an open gym, especially yeah. if you're Curry or Clay Thompson. But I think that really the question mark is going to be how well is he going to be able to finish at the rim, because that's where he's going to be really putting the most pressure on on his on his injury areas, and that could be you know what leads to more injuries. If we remember, that's exactly where he got injured in, in the NBA Finals was him trying to attack the rim and then yeah. you know coming down awkwardly against Danny Green. So. Yeah, I think Clay Thompson's going to be fine. You know, you got to remember that they've got Jamma now. They took Jamma, so their player I development. I know staff Raptors is legend. Good. Raptors legend Jamma. Their development bro. staff is going to be crazy now, and they've got Jordan Poole and James Wiseman, who they're going to be working with, along with you know a, a host of other Kaminga. kind of younger guys. Not to mention Kaminga and Moody, right? So you've got arguably the best player development coach managing a host of amazing talent to back up. The best shooter of the league and, and who was arguably the MVP last season. I know, honestly, Jokic deserved it, but Curry came yeah. very close. Very, yeah. very close. Um, yeah. You know, it, so, I, yeah, for me, I think the Warriors are going to be the best team in the West. And, uh, yeah, that's 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 on my that's my view. The only reason I was, ask, I was telling you or I was asking you if it's cap or not is because what you just said is what I've been pushing since, like, you know, knowing that Clay's gonna come back next season, man, everyone is saying that Clay might not be himself. Like, dude, this team is, the same is about KD? stacked. This team is stacked. Like, I, I, like, how do you not think that it's gonna be number one seed? You have 
Curry, who's healthy. You have Klay Thompson, who, yeah, he missed out two seasons, had injury, but his legs are still fresh because he didn't have those two years of wear and tear. You have motivated Draymond, Kaminga, and who's is it? Uh, who's the other guy that they drafted? Uh, Moody. Moody. Like, those guys are going to have fire under their ass because they're going to be watching Curry and everybody else popping off. So whenever they get a chance, they're going to come out swinging. You got vets. Yeah, you got, you got two great Wiggins. 3D wings. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins was really good with Team Canada. Gary Payton has fire under his ass. Like, on, like Iguodala's back with the Warriors. Yep. Dude, I think I think they're gonna make the finals again. I agree with that. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be them and Lakers yeah. in the Western Conference Finals. And that's gonna be one yeah, of the craziest absolutely. finals we've seen. Like in conference finals. It's gonna be insane. So I'd I'd have yeah. the Suns over the Lakers. I don't know how the seating would work out in that case. I don't know if they would end up they would be able to end up in the finals together, but I would have them I, I wouldn't have the Lakers in the conference finals, but yeah, everything else agreed. I think the, I think the Warriors are going to be amazing. Well, yeah, it's it's going to be whoever the winner of Suns and Lakers series is that's going to go to the conference finals. And I think right. LeBron, if he goes off and saves his energy for the Suns, I think LeBron can run through the Suns team by himself. To be honest, yeah. if, if a motivated LeBron. Uh, all right, let's move on. Next up, we got the Dallas Mavericks. Currently, we have yes. our top six seeds figured out because we have our three contenders, we have our three playoff locks. So now, I have the Dallas Mavericks in play, play in. I don't think they've done anything with their team this season. Yeah. Um, for me, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, who's going to be their starting center? Uh, their starting center right now is Dwight Powell, right? Dwight, Dwight Powell's not really going to do anything for the Mavericks this season. So, really, I'd rather play Moses Brown, I think. Um, yeah. Honestly, I'm a big fan of Moses Brown. I, I think that he's more so what they need because i watched every single minute of that clippers maverick series you know every single every single second every single minute so i was i you know i did a lot of analysis on the maps personally and you know the thing that that luca needed the absolute most wasn't even another shot creation partner because he kind of has that in tim hardaway right mm-hmm. is he an elite shot creation well he played elite in the playoffs and he probably will be now right he's not old by any means what they really needed was rebounding. That's why we saw so many Boban minutes because they needed offensive rebounds. That's what they needed Bobby. against the Clippers. They needed offensive and defensive rebounds. And whenever they were able to get boards, they were able to win the game. Boards was the definitive factor for them, in my analysis at least. And so for that reason, I think Moses Brown is is you know he's he's exactly what they needed. That's another reason why I think that this comes down to whether they're going to make a move for Dragic at the deadline. Um, yeah. That's really the question. I don't think it's going to move do. the needle for them either I hope way. they do. Yeah, they, me too. Get this guy off my team, bro. But even if they do, I don't know if they'd be willing to give up Moses Brown. Moses Brown is another time lord in the making. And yeah. I think a lot of a lot of teams know that. And after yeah. seeing what Robert Williams did in the playoffs last season and the few games that he played, almost having a triple-double with blocks in 25 minutes with an injured turf toe, right? Like... <laughs> I think that that kind of play, it's the same reason why Cade Cunningham was, went, I think, number one in my view. Like, I think that Jalen Green might have gone number one had we not seen what LaMelo did um, yeah. with, with the Hornets, right? That jumbo-sized point guard, he, he, he kind of boosted the value of that type of player. And so th- I think that's one of the reasons why Cade went number one. So, you know, I think Robert Williams will kind of have that same effect that a player like Moses Brown so I think if Moses Brown is that number five, I think that helps them greatly because Luka Doncic is going to come back in my opinion, a top three player in the NBA. 
and he's gonna as long as he gets his rebound so that he can you know just shoot absolutely just absolutely chuck as many shots as he wants at the rim you know get some help from tim hardaway you get Dragic in there you know that's that's a strong team that's a strong team if you can get anything out of Porzingis, anything at all that's another thing that's that's going to that's that's another thing that's going to push them so yeah so for that reason i think playing is is definitely they're going to be fighting for that seven seed absolutely yeah, I think I I, uh, I completely agree with you on that one. So there, it's either going to be the 7th seed or the 10th seed, they'll, but they'll be within that window with the uh, Clippers Absolutely. and T-Wolves, in my opinion. The only thing that's kind of good with Dallas right now that's on their side is that their division is very weak. They have Memphis, San Antonio, New Orleans, and Houston. We already know San Antonio and Houston are pretty much rebuilding. Memphis, which is the next team that we're going to talk pretty about, in my opinion, is a play-in team. Uh, and then New Orleans, we still don't know what the Pelicans are doing. So, yeah, let's move into our next team, which is the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. I have them as a play-in. I just don't think that John Morant himself is enough to get the team to playoff lock. But if Dylan Brooks, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., all three of them take a leap at the same time next season, where all their stats go up and like they just be- are a lot better as players, I could see them sneak into the playoff lock because, again their division is not that strong. Like, if they beat up... Like, if Memphis ends up beating up on Dallas, I have no doubt in my mind that they might be the best team in their division, which could actually put them in a playoff lock. Right. Um, for me, personally, I, I would not have Grizzlies in, in the plan. I'd have them as, like, the the lottery, but, like, almost in the plan. I'd have them maybe 11-12 seed. And, really? you know, I think that... Honestly, I think that they did amazing in the play-in last year, right? But then they got absolutely destroyed by the They got Jazz. obliterated, I think yeah. that the, I think the only reason that they even got to that point last season was because the West the West was so weak. I, I, I genuinely, there were injuries all over the place, and just in general, the West wasn't great, right? Because a lot of teams were, you know, because they weren't so great, the Grizzlies were able to get more wins than they probably would have otherwise. Now the West is uh-huh. going to be stronger. They're not going to be able to do that. Also, the main reason why I say the Grizzlies are lottery is because I think that last play-in spot has to go to the Pelicans, which we'll get to. But um, yeah, that's that's my view. Okay, I mean I can see that. Like for now, I think we can just leave them at the play-in and then just put them down to lottery if we see that there's another team that's more deserving or think that probably could smash that seed. But if you're confident uh, that the Pelicans are better than the Grizzlies next season, then we'll bump the Grizzlies down. With that being said, let's actually talk about the Pelicans next. So right. that makes you have sense. them, you have them as a play-in team. I have them as a play-in team as well. So it's just that later on we may just have to debate which out of these four teams, out of these four teams, one is gonna get bumped down. So Pelicans. Can we see? Can we see the Pelicans roster real quick? Yeah, let me pull that up right now. So because they got they acquired Devonte Graham recently. Which was which great is a for really them. good pick and up. they got yeah. and they got Valanciunas. So let's just run through this starting five real quick, right? They've got Devonte Graham at the point, who for the Hornets, when it mattered, stepped up big, stepped up every big single time. time. I don't know, bro. I don't remember exactly of, what his performance was in the play-in, but like he's one of Kevin Durant's favorite players to watch. And if KD likes your game, there's something about your game that people have to look into. Perimeter shooting is what they were missing last season, and he brings yeah. exactly that. He can shoot off the dribble. He can shoot from range. You know, I, I don't remember what game it was last season, but there was one game where he was going absolutely off. I think it went into, like, an overtime or double overtime, and it was uh-huh. all because of Graham, and I think they ended up winning that game. 
Do you think Comment he could be that game? Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Do you believe that when needed, Graham can take on like a Lou Williams type of role and just like go ballistic and just score off ISOs? Absolutely, absolutely. I like yes. that comp. I like that role for him on this Pelicans team. Yeah, me too. So let's just go through this real quick, right? So you've got Devonte Graham at the point. Then yeah. you've got um, who do you who do you have at shooting guard? It's, it's either. Uh, like Nikhil, Nikhil or you have Josh Hart. Nikhil. But probably so let's say you've got Nikhil, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. After especially after the Olympics he had, he's looking good. Um, yeah. So you've got Devonte Graham, Nikhil, then you've got Brandon Ingram, Zion Williams, Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. That yeah. team That's is a pretty infinitely sick better. That's than that is, you're right. You're right. I'm already yeah. You're right. Play it. Grizzlies, you're getting bumped down. No questions asked. Yeah. I think that that team, honestly, I would not be surprised if, if the Pelicans make the playoffs this year. Because and, hey, that's exactly what they were doing. Yeah. And, yo, like, it, you, you go back to the same lineup that we just talked about. You take out Jonas, put Zion at the five as a small ball, put B.I. Yeah. at four. You could even now bring Josh Hart to play the three role, and he can just guard the best like offensive player on the other team. If you want to speed up the I game, I think Nikhil was so good. I think Nikhil was so good defensively last season that I, I would right. I would even maybe put Nikhil there. But you know, if you want to save his energy for offense, then yeah, you probably want to put Josh Hart there. Oh, Jackson Hayes. Actually, We're forgetting about Jackson Hayes. But he's coming off the bench, bro. Jackson Hayes is not gonna be starting for them. Plus, he has some probably, off the, but if you're going off the court issues. Ball, yeah, but didn't he have some yeah. off the court issues this season, which is probably gonna hit yeah, you know like what? some minutes? I think he might have gotten arrested. I don't remember correctly, yeah. but I think yeah. Um, I don't want to speak too much on that because I don't know details, but yo, I right. didn't know that Nikhil Alexander-Walker is actually an inch taller than Josh Hart. He's just a little skinnier because yeah, no. like, he's yeah. like 10 pounds thinner, but wow, that's that's interesting. Absolutely. I didn't know that uh, Nikhil was actually that big. But yeah, I like this Pelicans team. I'll probably tune into some of their games, man. Like I, I want to see Zion be a little angry and because you know his boy, John Morant, made the playoffs and he hasn't, so I'm pretty sure he's going to want to everybody. As a last point, I think that everybody on that roster, not just the, the exec, but, you know, the players, I think everybody's going to know, look, this is the year, right? This because everybody year. knows that Zion Zion doesn't want to stay, really, yeah. at, at least at this point, and that if anything yeah. is going to change his mind, it's all going to come down to what happens this year. This is their playoff push. Everything yeah. the front office did this year, the sign-in trade that got them Devontae Graham and the trade that got them Jonas Valanciunas, everything was based on let's contend this year. Let's see what can happen. They were probably looking at what the Grizzlies did. They knocked out and you know MVP caliber Steph Curry and a decent Warriors team, and you know uh, the Suns. Look how far they got. Which they was a fantastic game, by the way. That game was fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. Who who would you you know if, if the Jazz weren't so beautifully coached, I'd probably like I think on pure talent alone, I'd probably take the Pelicans over the Jazz next season, right? Like, that's, that's the thing. Honestly, I think I would. I genuinely think I would because they've just, you know, you've got, look at the season that Valanciunas had. Then you've got Ingram maybe taking another leap this year, right? I, I just don't know kind of how their offense will work with Valanciunas at the five, especially the way Zion plays. But if, like, if JV is showing more perimeter game, then maybe their offense will be better. So we'll see because last year, some of their offense was really ugly to watch, like worse than the Raptors, and we already know how horrendous our office looks at times. Um, but they, they went out, they identified their need, and they and they went out and they addressed and they got, it. They, they needed more perimeter shooting. They got Devontae Graham. 
right? Yeah. They needed kind of like better rebounding than Steven Adams could get them and somebody who kind of spaces the floor a little bit better. Um, you know, Jonas Valanciunas can't really shoot, you know, but he, he's way more, he commands way more attention in the paint than Steven Adams would have. He's way more dominant. Um, yeah. And getting those boards will be huge for both, for, for, you know, for the shooting as well. Because when you don't have a lot of shooting talent, then you need more shooting attempts to beat right. the teams that have better shooters, right? right. So if, you know, if, if KD makes one three, you know, you won't be able to go on the same number of shot attempts. You won't be able to beat the Nets. But if you have more shot attempts, then, you know, he makes one shot, you can make two. Yeah. Uh, one out of two, right? So Yeah. So, yeah, let's get through this. We have four more teams left in the Western Conference. I don't think th this one's going to be too hard. Uh, let's, let's start with the Rockets since we're already in that division, Southwest division. So we got the Rockets. We already know they're going to be a lottery team. Uh, there's not really a, a lot to talk about the Rockets because, you know, they've been getting so much coverage this offseason with their picks, um, which is obviously them having Jalen Green, them having the Kevin Porter Jr. backcourt with Jalen Green, Josh Christopher. It's a very young team, a very young rebuilding team. Um, I have them in the as a lottery. I don't think you would disagree either, but... If there's some things to like for Rockets fans, if any of them are listening, like for them to look forward to is see how this KPJ and Jalen Green duo is gonna work out. How um, what's that homie that sings sings to his basketball before him shooting? What's his name? Uh, Alperin Sangoon. Sangoon, the goat, bro, Turkish legend. I think Sangoon's gonna be great for them. Uh, Christian Wood's gonna be great for them as well. I just don't know if with the Christian Wood. Uzman Garuba and Wood rotation. I think if Wood's stock gets really high, he might get moved. I think he might get moved this season for another pick or something, maybe a top pick. But I don't see him staying with the team. I hope he does because he's been moved around so much, and I think he's a great player. Uh, he's just very injury prone. Like every time I try to go watch him play, I just realize, oh, he's injured. He's not playing tonight. Uh, yeah, thoughts on the Rockets. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I think that it really comes down to what they're going to do with Wood and Wall, because I think yeah. if they keep Wood and Wall and they stay healthy, you, you're, you're talking about a team that can very easily make the play-in. Really? Um, the 10 seed? Yeah, I think they can definitely fire that 10 seed. Um, the, but the thing is, the reason why I'd have them as, as a, comfortably in the lottery is I don't think that that will happen. I don't think that, number one, that both Wall and Wood will stay. And number yeah. two, even if they do stay, I don't see them um, staying healthy the whole way through. Not both of them, at least. Right. And John Wall is still way too selfish, in my view, uh, for this team to work. So whether he corrects that is another thing. You know, he's got a lot of Russell Westbrook in him. Yeah. So whether he corrects that is another factor. So for that reason, I, I think I'd go comfortably in the lottery. But I wouldn't be surprised if those two things happen. They keep both of them and they stay healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if they fight for that 10 seed. But again, why would they do that when they're in the middle of a rebuild? It doesn't make sense. Just go go to the lottery, get a top five pick. The draft class next year is really good. Just get another player that will be built, pretty much taking you towards your future. I think the Rockets are in a great place. In my opinion, they won the draft. They got the most talent out of the draft um, with the picks that they had, and I can't wait to see how they do. Now that James Harden is not on that team anymore, uh, I can like them a little bit better. It's funny because I like James Harden more in Brooklyn Nets than I did on the Rockets, but yeah, fuck the Rockets. But now I like them. All right. Uh, we get to move on to the next team? Yeah. Let's do All Kings. Right. Let's do Kings. Sh straight shitter. 
Lottery. I have no hope for this team. Free Darian Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, man. I think free, free, free De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox had such a good season <laughs> last season, man. Trade it to the Raptors. We'll give you. Uh, we'll give you somebody. You like. Uh, you like Malachi Flynn? We'll give you. We'll give you a light skinned De'Aaron Fox Tyrese. if you. <laughs> For Tyrese Halliburton. Bro, no, Halliburton is got, really look, good draft. Look, they've got a really decent roster. Uh, they've got a lot of talent, but for the life of me, they cannot put together a, a coherent play style, a coherent team. They're not good defensively. You know, there, there are a lot of flaws in this team. I think that, you know, trading away Buddy Heald for, you know, you've already got Tyrese Halliburton, and for, in my opinion, he's way too good to be on to be uh, coming off the bench. I think he needs to be starting. I think that he's not far off from what LaMelo is. He just needs that same kind of platform. Because yeah. last season, you know, the 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 Hornets had, they didn't have as good, uh, a high level of talent as as the Kings did. You know, they yeah. had Fox, they had Heald. So I think that you, you should be trading Buddy Heald for, you know, I don't know what you can get. Honestly, in my opinion, this is another thing that, you know, it's kind of a hot take, but I, I'm just kind of trying to think because Buddy Heald's not on a great contract. From what I remember, he's he's know. got... I think he's he's on like a 22 million contract, something like that. So I don't I don't think that's great. If they can find a Let's way see. to somehow make it work, I would see if maybe they can acquire Przingis, because then the spacing on that team would be ridiculous, and uh, maybe just give a lot more minutes to Davion Mitchell to kind of shore them up a little bit defensively. But they you need to Davion make some move that makes them better. Right, but I think Baylor that they legend. need. I think that they need some something that makes them better defensively. Yeah, I agree. That's, I think the them getting KP, them getting KP would be really good. Uh, this team, I just don't know what they're going for, because getting Davion Mitchell, having Tyrese, and also having De'Aaron Fox, like I don't know how they're gonna rotate rotate through all of it. Um, yeah, I just don't know how they're gonna rotate and distribute minutes for all those people, but especially with Buddy Hill there. Now you have four guards, like in the one and two. That you're gonna have to like give minutes to. There's also Terrence Davis, who they uh, graciously took from the Raptors for a second round pick, which turned into I believe Delano Banton. Um, yeah, so I, I'm good with the Kings being the lottery. I don't see them being like I don't know if they'll be the 15th seed. They'll probably be like 12 or 13. They'll probably right. look at 12 or 13 around that range. Uh, let's move on. There isn't much to really talk about when it comes to the Kings, unfortunately. Uh, Sacramento, not Sacramento, oops, San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs. How are you feeling about the Spurs, bro? They lost to Rosen. They drafted Josh Primo. Josh Primo, I think, is going to have a really, really good season. Yes. He's, you know, he's showing whatever you want in terms of shot creation. So I think he's yeah. going to be great. Um, that's also, ultimately, they've got a really nice young core forming there with, you know, Keldon Johnson and, um, and Josh John Primo. Uh, and Dejounte Murray, right? And that's yeah. what I was trying to think of. Um, yeah. So I think that they're, you know, they, they've they're they're pretty stacked in terms of a young core, but you know they're not going to be doing anything next season. So yeah, I think that they're comfortably. There's nothing really much to say about them. Yeah, like I don't think they're going to be making really noise, but I think we're going to see some really good games out of them. Especially like a lot of the young guys have shown a high potential. Like even the guys that they picked up in the offseason, like even though Zach Collins can't stay healthy. Uh, I hope that under the San Antonio um, medical staff and the coaching staff, he develops and stays healthy. Keldon Johnson is a really good player. DeJounte Murray, we already know how good he is. Devin Vassell 
is already good. If I mean the stock that we have on Scotty Barnes, if we believe in Scotty, we gotta believe in Devin Vassell as well. They come from the same program in college. Uh, Lonnie Walker has shown some flashes. It's gonna be interesting to see like how this team really develops. Uh, I still don't know who the clear cut number one guy is, but I hope that. Josh Primo really shows that scoring ability and maybe like in two three years be one of their like top two uh, scoring options so yeah for me I have the Spurs like maybe 13th seed 14th around there I don't see them really doing much better than that in this like stacked Western Conference yeah I think that's generous I think that they're probably going to be in the in the last three or four seeds yeah like okay are they beating Houston I don't think they're beating Houston no, no chance. Houston is the best out of the tanking teams. Right. So then, but let's they're just definitely do, not. Let's just. Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say, let's just run. Let's just run our. We've only got one team left, and that's OKC, which fits into our discussion. Which, here which about, is our, yeah. which is lottery, but they're like exactly. easily the best lottery team with the Rockets. I think the Rockets are definitely clear still, especially if even they even John higher Wallen. than Memphis. Absolutely, yes. No. OKC's got Josh Giddy, Shea Gilgis, Lou Dort. Um, who else did they draft? I'm trying to remember. Who, did, who else did they draft? Do you want to check their Look, roster real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pull up their roster right now. Because I know that they had – I think they traded they, – they made that trade where they traded two of their picks in the teens for a later pick. I well, they got Dirk Favors. Like uh, he's going to be yeah, like their Favors. starting center. Center or four. I'm forward. just trying to remember. Who, who else did they draft from – like this, this, this last draft. They got Trayman. They got Trayman. They got Josh Giddy, um, and this other guy named Vit Kredsi from uh, Kredsi. I don't know Kray. I don't know how to say right. his name, but his first name is Vit. Vit. He's from Czech Republic, right. and then they have Jerome Robinson Earl. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, Aaron he's, Wiggins. He's, he's, I know you like pretty, Aaron Wiggins. I was a yeah. huge Aaron Wiggins guy. That's who I wanted the Raptors to draft. To he was him, yeah. very impressive in the summer league and in the preseason. So, um, you know, I think that that's why I think I had OKC the number one. I think I, I had them as, you know, the day after the draft, I kind of released a little top five draft winners. And I think yeah. I had OKC at number one because, you know, they wow. just had a, a just a beautiful, beautiful draft. Um, they also Rockets drafted a lot of there, players, though. man. They probably drafted the most players in the draft this year. Yeah, no way. Absolutely. So I think, you know, I think that I'm not too sure how Josh Giddy and Shea are going to work. I think that you'd have to move Shea to the shooting guard, you know, kind of ease him off of that kind of ball handling responsibility. Give that to Josh Giddy because that is his get strong to his spots suit off the ball. Yeah. You know, Josh Giddy's strong suit is not shot creation. Shea's is. So it just makes natural sense to allow each to specialize in what they're best at. So put Josh Giddy at, you know, in the position where he can facilitate. That's the one thing that he can do best out of all of his other attributes. Put Shade to two, allow him to create shots off the dribble. That's the best of his attributes. So I think that, you know, that's probably the way that I would see it working. But still, you know, I'm just really not too sure how two such such similar players um, with respect to kind of like, you know, ball handling, um, how they like to have the ball in their hands. I'm not really sure how that's going to work out, but... Either way, it doesn't make a difference for what we're discussing. I think that they're a lottery team. Okay. I don't disagree with that. So, yeah. So, right now, that pretty much concludes our Western Conference tier list. And I like the list. There's really nothing I want to debate on this. I think we have our clear-cut contenders. We have the Lakers, uh, Suns, and Warriors. 
we got Jazz, Nuggets, Trailblazers as our playoff locks, and then the rest is self-explanatory based on what's on the screen. Um, yeah, bro, I, I really don't know how to... I, I really can't debate this. If there's one thing I might want to debate, but that's, again, based on how the season goes, is maybe the T-Wolves falling out of the play-in and one of these lottery teams sneaking into the play-in. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it all depends. And I would say all... Yeah, go on. But this is so interesting because I'd say that I wouldn't even be surprised if you see the T Wolves overtaking, taking the Port, uh, Portland spot in the playoff lot. You know, Could like be. depending on because we one thing that we didn't discuss about the T Wolves, which we can just discuss very, very quickly right here, is that they are one of the primary suitors for Ben Simmons. We know Ben Simmons wants to leave Philadelphia, and he's going to leave Philadelphia. The question is where. Um, but, but the thing is, what, the whether. Thing, but the thing with that, Eric, is like it's hard to consider that because we're going on based on the current rosters right like if ben simmons right. goes to t wolves i have them as a, as a, as a playoff lock team absolutely absolutely yeah. so then let's just say that ben simmons doesn't go to them i'd say still i wouldn't be surprised if they find their way into the playoff lock you know this is a quite mobile list but i think this is as good as um as organized as the tiers can be yeah like i don't see any of these teams being significantly better or worse than where we're listing them right now like we'll, we'll revisit this at the end of the season like if anything one or two teams could probably go up maybe two fluctuate like maybe two seed but we already know like those are usually like three four games difference so yeah this concludes Absolutely. our western conference list um if you guys agree or disagree just let us know in the comments tweet at us uh you can find this tier list as well we'll put it in the description go do your list show us your list and who knows maybe you'll get featured in a video yeah, and that pretty much wraps up our Western Conference tier list. So you see that for contenders, we have the Lakers, Suns, Warriors. For playoff locks, we have the Utah Jazz, Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers. For play-in, we got the Timberwolves, LA Clippers, Dallas Mavericks, New Orleans Pelicans. And then for lottery, we have Memphis Grizzlies, Houston Rockets, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, and finally, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think we're pretty solid with this list, Eric. What do you think? Absolutely. Um, if there's anything that, that could maybe be missing right before we sign off, do you want to quickly do like a preliminary off the dome type of ranking of, you know, what you think your each seed would be? Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. So number one, we have the Warriors. We have the Warriors as number one, right? We talked right. about the Phoenix Suns or the Lakers being two or three, but right now I have more faith in the Phoenix Suns being the second seed. So we have... Warriors, Suns, Lakers. That's your top three. Does that sound correct? You give me yours. You give me yours, then I'll give you mine, and then we can... Okay, cool. So I have these three. Then we got the... I have the I have Denver Nuggets ahead of the Utah Jazz. Then I have Portland Trailblazers. Okay. So these are my top six from left to right. If I okay. was to go into the play-in, I do have the Clippers as the seventh seed. With the Dallas Mavericks being my ninth seed, Timberwolves being my 10th, and the Pelicans being my 8th seed. And then everything else at the end, I have ooh, I have the Spurs finishing last. This is tough. This is tough. I have, time. yeah, this is tough. I have the Rockets as the 13th seed, Kings as the 14th, OKC being the 12th and the Grizzlies being the 11th seed. This is my ranking. Yeah, I think mine would be, so Warriors number one, I'm glad that we're in agreement with that. Um, 
then I would have the Lakers number two. I'd have Suns three. Okay. And I've got. Hmm. So I think I think uh, Jamal Murray is going to be missing for a large part of the season, right? So for that reason, I've got the Jazz. If he is, then I'm switching mine too. Yeah. Okay, so then we'd be in agreement there. So then Jazz at the four seed for me. Uh, I'd say Nuggets at the five. If Jamal Murray's missing, I I might want to put the Blazers, but let's just pretend that Jamal Murray's going to be back, right? So we'd have yeah. Jazz at the four, Nuggets five, Blazers six, and then I think I would have Clippers seven. Hmm. You're pretty high on the Pelicans. I don't see if the Pelicans being lower than eight, especially with how high you are on them. Yeah, you know what? I've got I've got the Pelicans at eight, and I've got the Mavericks at nine, Timberwolves at ten. Yeah. Then I have, let's see, I've got the Rockets at eleven. Okay. Got the Thunder at twelve. The Kings at thirteen. Grizzlies at fourteen and. No, you know what? Spurs at 14 and, and Grizzlies at 15. You that's, have that's the Grizzlies rank. as the worst team in the Western Conference? Jean Morant so, yeah. would like to have a conversation I think, I, with you. <laughs> I think they got worse this year without Valanciunas. All right. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll see when the season starts. I don't think they'll be the worst team in the Western Conference, but we shall see. All right. So that pretty much concludes our Western Conference tier list. Uh, Eric and myself, we broke down where the teams are going to be, whether they're contenders, playoff locks, play-in, lottery, and we also gave you our personal seedings as to where they're going to be, we think, in terms of the exact spot they're going to have in the standings. So yeah, I hope you guys go through this and give us your thoughts and opinion. You know, comment below, tweet at us. Uh, we'd love to engage with everybody that's a part of our community. And yeah, don't forget, we do have the Easter conference video popping up as well. So subscribe so you catch the upload for that as well. And yeah, we'll catch you next time. Peace out.